Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike or tread, dancing on social media, or cuddle up with wine watching reality television. Please know that the show could include some grown-up language here or there. <laughs> Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 80. I am your hostess, Brittany Crossan. Welcome, welcome. Today's a great episode. I've got Kendra Swalls. She's going to be talking with us about the no like and trust factor when it comes to marketing your business on social media. We had a really good time talking. I met Kendra on Clubhouse. If you're not uh, if you're not in the know, Clubhouse is a still a, a really new uh, social platform that is um, audio only. Uh, by invite only for iPhones only for now. Uh, and, and now is what? What is this? This is, um, wait a minute. Wait, this episode, when this episode comes out, it's, it's May. <gasps> I'm just realizing that. <laughs> I'm recording it a few days ahead of time. Wow. Okay. Happy May, everybody. This is crazy. Um, so yeah, so Kendra and I met on Clubhouse and I invited her to be on the show because she had some really great stuff to offer up to you guys. And also I'm going to be on her show. So we did a we did a podcast swap. So my chat with Kendra is coming up here in just a few minutes. I hope that you're doing good. I hope you're having a good day. If you have been here before, thank you so much for coming back. I really appreciate you. Um, and if you've never been here before, well, welcome to the party. We, we, we have some fun on this show, that's for sure. But definitely, you know, talk about social media and entrepreneurship and dive into all of that good stuff. So first of all, I have to point out that the episode number is 80. I was born in 1980. I'm a numbers person, so I feel like I feel good. I feel good about this episode. Definitely a good episode. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm interesting when it comes to numbers. Like I count stairs when I walk them and no, the top level does not count as a stair because it's not, it's a level. But anyway, we can, we can just, let's just brush that aside. <laughs> My weird counting and, and whatnot with numbers. Um, so yes, welcome to episode 80. Please don't leave. Please. Have I scared you away? Um, so yeah, so we'll talk with Kendra here in just a few minutes um, to really, really dive into her story, um, going from teacher to entrepreneur. And, you know, if you have been through that kind of transition, like a career transition, or if you want to, you know, I think that it's a great episode for you. And also just to really be talking about how to um, use the no like interest factor um, in your social media marketing and really get out there and get people to get to know you and, uh, and start buying from you. I wanted to mention something I read that I thought was interesting. And I want to see if you guys have heard about this and what your thoughts are on it. But I found this article um, from TheVerge.com, which I'd heard about it from other people as well. But it's um, it says, Instagram is rolling out a new tool to automatically filter out abusive DMs. So it's and it's it's targeted. It seems like it's targeted more at like celebrities and public figures and whatnot, you know, that might be more likely to get more of these direct messages that are you know, weird or scary. And basically it says that there's this new tool where it's going to like be able to filter out message requests that contain offensive words, phrases, and emojis. So 
if you're familiar with the Instagram DMs, which you should, it's a great way to, to communicate with people that aren't doing negative things. Um, you know, there's a, there's a folder that's called message requests. And so they're talking about how this tool is going to automatically filter uh, DMs to, to a different place if they contain offensive um, words, phrases, um, and emojis. I don't know. I don't know which emoji is the most offensive. I'm not familiar with that, but whatever it is. <laughs> and so I think it's just a way to help um, if somebody gets a lot of this kind of thing in their Instagram to make it to where like you don't have to be looking at that crap all the time. Basically, it's going to filter it away over there and put it in this little folder that can just, you know, it can stay there to die. <laughs> you can, you know, I think you can go in and delete them, report them and all those things as well. But I just thought that was interesting. Um, I mean, I think it's good. I think it's fine. Sure. The more tools, the better to kind of organize your social media, um, filter things out that you don't want, um, let you customize it. Obviously, all those things are good. I was going to share an experience that I had. It's funny because, you know, I, I I get some interesting messages. I mean, I think most of us do. <laughs> and a lot of it is just, you know, um, probably bots trying to get you to a website to sell crap or some crap like that, you know, whatever. But usually it's, it's pretty harmless or like, I want to be your sugar daddy. Like that's, that's a big one. <laughs> and it, I mean, I just saw one of those this morning whenever I opened up Instagram and I went to actually to one of my clients accounts, I went into her Instagram to check on things and to post a reels video for her. And she had a sugar daddy message. I was like, I want to be your sugar daddy. Um, and I just started dying laughing because I just thought, Oh, for the love of God. Um, if this is a real person writing this, first of all, that's very sad. Um, like, are you, like, are you, are you getting people to take you up on this request? Are you sending them money? Purses? I, I don't know how it works. I don't want to know how it works. And I've gotten plenty of those messages myself. So I feel like a lot of the messages that I have gotten have been pretty harmless, you know, silly, dumb crap, right? But I did have one experience that weirded me out um, where I got it's kind of it's kind of a blurry memory now actually it's been it's been a couple months ago but like I got a message that was like it seemed like it was maybe okay but then like she messaged again and it was kind of weird and then she messaged again saying something like inappropriate. And then was like, Oh, I'm sorry. I, I thought I was talking to my son. It, it, it got, it was very weird. And I was like, tell him it hasn't right. I was like, I don't think this is like who this picture says it is. These messages are getting weird and I don't understand what's happening. And I, um, I just thought, okay, well let's just not reply and it can go away. Right. And I just went on with my day or whatever. So like the next day, my like Instagram messenger starts ringing like a call. I didn't realize, but I had a feature turned on where you could call me via Instagram video message. Like, so, you know, just like the way you can FaceTime or Skype or whatever, Zoom, all the things that you can do on video calls. Like that's it. That was turned on. This account starts calling me over and over. And I kept like, like denying it, denying, denying. And every, as soon as I would hit deny, they would call back and it kept happening over and over. And I was like, this is creeping me out. What is even happening right now? So as soon as I, I could, cause I was trying to like 
I was literally like, it was back and forth constant. Like they'd call, I'd hit ignore, call, ignore, call, ignore, like constantly. So when I finally got just like a few second break in there where they they weren't calling it, I was able to, I took screenshots really quick of like the messages and so I could have all the documentation and then I blocked it. And it, I don't know, it was the weirdest thing. And I, I, I called my husband Ryan who happened to not be here at the time. And I was like, dude, this is freaking me out. You know, <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't even know what's happening. It's probably something dumb, but like, why are they calling me? And the, as they're calling and I'm answering, they're like messaging me in between, like, why aren't you answering? And like, you don't want to be my friend and really creepy stuff, y'all. And so I ended up blocking that one. And then not, but like a matter of days later, obviously this same person contacted me through another account. So they saw that I blocked the other account and then they messaged me from another account and posed as that person's husband and was like, oh, she didn't mean to send you those messages and we're so sorry, please unblock her. And I was like, oh my God, they're they're coming at me from a different account. So anyway, I blocked that account. I thought, oh, it was a it was a thing, and it it really did weird me out. So it may you know reading this this article about this tool, this you know new feature on Instagram to try to keep you know negative messages away. Um, it really struck a chord with me just because I had that experience, and I know I'm I'm telling the story horribly because it's just like I said, it's a blurry memory, and I'm trying to like kind of forget it because it kind of creeped me out. But um, it does happen, right? It does happen, and. We don't want to have that negativity coming into our space. I'm really big into that. Like if, um, you know, I, I've i gotten good, I guess, at over the years of really trying to filter out negative negativity, negative people. I don't surround myself with that sort of thing. I'm not all about it. I'm not about being dramatic. I'm not about being um, – uh, I don't want to say controversial, but like, you know, like uh, – confrontational, arguing on social media, having problems, you know, all these things. I stay away from that crap. So um, so it's good. It's good to just make sure and do that. And if you need to use this new Instagram tool um, to, to help do that, then help do that. But anyway, I, I wanted to share that story with you because I thought it was so weird. And I just wonder if any of you have had um, a similar experience. If you have, please DM the show um, at the Social Sunshine Podcast on Instagram and tell us about it. We want to hear if you've had experiences where you received the kind of messages that you didn't want to receive and like how you handled it. You know, were you able to block it? Were you able to um, handle it and make everything, you know, go away and and all that jazz? And I just wanted to send you encouragement, you know, if you've ever had to deal with that because it is not really fun. But what is fun on a much lighter note is my chat with Kendra, which we are about to get to. Before we do that, I have to remind you, please, if you will, leave a rating and review on iTunes. If you're listening to the show on iTunes or on Apple Podcasts, Give us a five-star review. Come on. Click those five stars. Keep our perfect rating. Put in a little review, like a sentence or two, why you like the show or what it helps you with. And if you don't listen on a platform where it's easy to do that sort of a review, please just review the show on Facebook. Just leave a review on Facebook. Search Social Sunshine Podcast, find the Facebook page, follow us on Facebook, and of course, leave a review there. I really appreciate your support in spreading the word of the show so we can help millions of people, millions and millions of people. All right, coming up next is my chat with Kendra Swalls. 
Today's guest is a wife, mom of two, photographer, and educator. In 2012, she started her first business, Paisley Lane Photography, and everything changed. What started as a hobby alongside her teaching career quickly turned into a successful business. She later left her teaching career to run her photography business and start the Girl Means Business brand and podcast. Now she helps women take their business from survival mode to success mode using the same relationship marketing strategies that have been the foundation for her business success. And a fun fact, she grew up in Waco, Texas and knew Chip and Joanna, yes, the Chip and Joanna, before they became HGTV stars. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, Kendra Swalls. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. I appreciate your time because I know yeah. I know you're busy. So thank you so much for being here. I mean, before we dive into our uh, chat, you've got you gotta you to give the Fixer Upper fans... <laughs> You got to give them something. I mean, what, what, so what's the deal? So yeah. you're from Waco. I grew up in Waco. Okay. Yeah, I was, so I was, I was born in Austin, grew up in Waco. Now I live in DFW. So I've just migrated North, right. but I spent the majority of my life in Waco. And when Chip and Joanna actually had their first little Magnolia store, it was this little tiny hole in the wall store. And it was about two blocks from the house I grew up in where my parents were still living. So I would go back home and my dad would always say, you need to go to this little Magnolia store. They've got the cutest little stuff. And so I would go in there whenever I was home on the weekends and visiting my parents and we would go and shop and I've met them multiple times and their kids would be selling like, you know, produce from their garden up the front of the store. And Aww. so whenever they, my parents come and they're like, they're going to have a, a TV show. And I was like, what? No way. <laughs> and I, it's funny because I actually knew a girl I went to church with growing up who was on do you remember the HGTV? I think it was called trading spaces or trading whatever, where they would like two neighbors would go and like decorate someone else's house. Yes. Yes. I know so a, that one. a girl I knew was a designer for that for a couple of years. So I was like, Oh, okay, well that's cute. They'll have a little quick little, like five minutes of fame. Who knew it would turn into like what it is now, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. And they, they have transformed like this little town of Waco that I grew up in. That was nothing. And right. now there's like tour buses that go by houses and there's like all these people <laughs> visiting from like all over the world. It's insane. So but yeah, it really is fun. insane. It's, and that's really special to hear anybody's journey like that, right? Like that reach yeah. even not even the superstardom, like just a good level of success to hear a story of like, well, back in the day that you, you know, you had a smaller store or a little setup or, you know, mm -hmm. and it just, it's just really inspiring to hear that, but that's really fun. Yeah. Being a Texan myself, um, I I'm going to have to admit that I didn't watch the show for a while. Um, I got away from HGV, HGTV type shows for a while because we had moved and I was like, okay, like we moved into a low maintenance house that didn't really need anything done. And I was like, I got to take a break from these shows. Cause the house before <laughs> we had been working on like crazy and I didn't watch for like a couple of years. Right. And all of a sudden I'm like these famous people in Texas, they're in Waco. What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like you, I'm like, yeah. wait a minute. They're filming in Waco. In Waco. Like, yeah. This is weird, but uh, yeah. So it's really cool. That's very exciting. Okay. I yeah. thought that would be fun for some of the fans out there. So Okay. Let's talk about you. So explain to everybody, because I know a lot of people are going to relate to your journey. And I know you talk about this. I've heard you talk about it on clubhouse and on Instagram about, you know, you, you were a teacher and then you've made this transition. So explain, just, just tell your story. I want to hear it. Yeah. So yeah, teaching was always kind of the plan. I never had any other aspirations growing up. It was like, I'm going to be a teacher. That's my plan. 
Um, I got into teaching. I was an elementary school teacher. So I taught second grade, third grade, about four or five years in, I kind of had this like gnawing feeling of like, I want to do something else. Like there's got to be something else. And at the time, of course, I didn't know anything about entrepreneurship. So I went back and got my master's degree in curriculum. I thought, okay, I'll just go into like curriculum design. I'll be a curriculum coordinator for a district. Like that's, that's what I'm missing out on. Like I just need a little bit of a change. And I did all those things. I ended up like um, really getting like kind of my dream job in education. I was the curriculum coordinator. I was a math specialist for an amazing school district here outside of Fort Worth. And by all accounts, like on paper, I had the perfect job, but I still had that feeling of like, there's something I'm not doing that I'm supposed to be doing. There's something more. And I was like, okay, but I've done all the things. Like what else is there to do? (laughs) And, um, my best friend at the time had just had her second son and we were talking about like the baby pictures that they had done. And we were kind of like, we could do this. Like we both, and I, I've always loved photography. I took a film photography in college for fun. I'm, I've always have taken pictures. Um, you know, I mentioned like before we recorded, like I come from a very kind of artistic family. We love anything that's a creative outlet. And so I was like, okay, I'll start kind of, maybe I'll have like a good hobby. And then my husband bought me a camera, a DSLR camera for Christmas one year. I took pictures of, of anything that would let me, our dog, plants, my husband, my family. Um, I started taking pictures of like people I worked with. They'd be like, oh, do you want to take pictures of like my daughter or this or that? And I was like, okay, maybe this is like something that could turn into something that would either like help me make a little extra money because you know, teachers don't make a ton of money. Um, I could do it on the weekends and in the summers and kind of do that. Well, it really sort of started picking up. I mean, people started talking, of course I had like willing subjects between like my families of the people I had in my classes and the people I worked with. Um, and it started to grow and build. And I realized there was like a turning point um, after I had my first daughter where I was like, I really want to make this something more than just a hobby. And I realized really quickly, I was like, okay, well then that means I need to know how to run a business, not just how to take pretty pictures. I've got to know how to run a business. And so I started diving into like, what does that mean? What does it mean to have SEO and build a website and market your company and all these things? How do I use social media for that? And I realized I was like, oh, this is, I actually enjoyed this almost as much, if not more than the actual, like taking pictures of people. And that's when my business like took off. I mean, it was to the point where like, I finally told myself, I was like, I can't do both. I cannot I can't keep the schedule up. I was pregnant with our second daughter. I, you know, my youngest one, my oldest one was almost four and working full time. The photography business was to the point where it was pretty much full time. And we just like, weren't having family time. And so I said, I'm going to teach one more year so we can kind of have a safety net built in in place. Cause he's a numbers person. He wanted to have everything all like figured out. And I, I remember the spring of that last year, 2017. And I remember like, just, I got my contract for the next year and I was like, I I can't sign this. Like, I just can't. I, I, I had that feeling in my gut of like, this is it. This is the time scary as it was. I went to my principal and I was like, I'm done. She was like, okay, I understand if you ever need anything, I'm here. Um, and I was terrified, but it has been the best decision I've made because I was able to what I thought was a successful business, like doubled and then tripled within the next year, because I had the time and energy to put towards it. And 
through that, I started having, I've kind of built a community of other photographers here in the Dallas Fort Worth area. And I started having all these people saying like, teach me what you did. Like explain to me how you did it. I want to quit my job. Show me how you did it. And I realized a lot of these creative business owners just didn't have the business skills to run a business. And so I was doing kind of one-off mentor sessions here and there. I was writing blog posts and someone said, you should do a podcast. And I was like, well, that makes sense. Cause I like to talk. I don't like to write a whole lot, but I love to talk. And so I started the podcast girl means business. It's now turned into kind of this like coaching program where I help other women. I'm building out different programs and things like that. And it's kind of come full circle, allowing me to use my teaching skills and the ability to kind of connect the dots for people just in a different capacity. So it's Mm -hmm. been really fun and it's going really well and I love it and couldn't be happier. That's really exciting. I'm really happy for you. Congratulations. Cause that's, thank you. That's hard. Like you said, that is scary. That moment, like you literally have a moment of like, I decided not to sign the, the contract for being a teacher again. And like that, that's huge. Cause you know, there's so many people out there. There's so many people that don't want to do that. And that's totally fine, but there's so many people that do. Mm-hmm. And the only thing holding them back is like the fear and the unknown of like, what's going to happen. How am I going to do this? And I just props to you for, for making that, that kind of move. Um, I can relate. My husband did that last year. Um, and it was scary as hell because yeah. he was the breadwinner and I was not, and we swapped places. <laughs> And I had, we had to do it real quick because like, <laughs> suddenly his income went away. So, yeah. um, I understand it's scary. So that is so cool. I love that so much. Um, okay, let's dive in. So we're going to talk about the no like, and trust factor. And that's, that's a big topic on anything, but also on social media, of course. Mm-hmm. So I just want you to first, like, maybe just start by explaining what the heck that even means in case someone doesn't understand. Yeah. So the no like, and trust factor was explained to me as it's kind of the foundation for how people, the process in which uh, someone goes from knowing who you are is, is like even knowing you exist to working with you, buying from you. It's sort of the journey that your client goes through. So they have to first know who you are. Then you build up this likability factor, and then you lead into, they trust you enough to invest money with you. And so when I thought about it, like, I, cause I'd heard of that freedom. No, like, I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. No, like, but when it was described as it's the journey that somebody goes on with you through your business, that they're not just going to show up at your doorstep and be like, I'm ready to give you my money, even though I have no clue who you are or what you can do for me, you have to take them on this journey. And that was kind of a big sort of eye-opening, like aha moment for me. And it's allowed me to like, really kind of get into like, okay, what is the journey that my, my client or my audience goes on? Like, how do they hear about me? And then how do they build that like and trust piece with me? Um, what can I do to keep kind of building that into all the different ways that I'm sharing on social media or through email marketing, or, you know, when they first hear about me, how, where, where is that coming from? Is it Google? Is it social media? Is it a word of mouth kind of thing? Um, and I think the, another big piece of that, that a lot of people forget is that before you can get into the know, like, and trust, you have to know who your ideal client is because you're not, you're not taking everybody on this journey. You want to kind of have a specific person in mind or a specific type of person, you know, like mm-hmm. I, obviously I focus on women, primarily moms. And so when I'm 
putting these things out there, I'm speaking to a very specific group of people and not just kind of like, oh, everybody come to my doors. I'm open to everybody because then everybody, you're not attracting anybody. Um, So yeah, so it's kind of this client journey that I want these specific people to kind of go on with me throughout my business. Right. Yeah. And you know, what you say about um, finding your, your ideal client or your target audience member or however you want to word it, like it's true. It's, it can be so helpful to do that. And it can also be so hard just within ourselves. Right. Because we, we like to think that we could just go and help anybody like that bring it on. I can help whomever with whatever. Um, and we might be able to, but it's not about what you are just generally capable of. It's like you said, cause when you have that kind of, it's almost like a matchmaking, right? Like, Oh yeah. Like, you, oh, that's a cool way to put it. you know what I mean? Like you kind of know who you think you could really help like a specific type of person. And whenever you find each other, it's like, you're, you're made for each other. So that's cool. Yeah. Okay. So what about like, okay. With a no like trust, how do you, how do you feel or how have you gone about that so far on social media specifically? Like whenever you're posting on Instagram, what are you, what are you keeping in mind to make sure those people are getting to know you? They're really making a connection with you as a human. Yeah. So I, it's funny cause I've done this really well in my photography business without really realizing what I was doing. Yeah. And then I've had, it's been more of a, a bit of a, struggle within the coaching business and the podcast, because I I don't know, I guess I had this vision of like, oh, it has to look a certain way. And so I, for a long time was doing like stock photos and pretty captions and these really cool, like graphics I created on Canva. And I was super excited about, but I realized like nobody was connected. Nobody connects to stock photos. Nobody looks at a stock photo and goes, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I'm thinking. You know, (laughs) it's when they see like your face, they know your life. They, you know, they know who you are as a person. They can hear your voice. They, you know, if you have a little bit of an inflection in your voice or you're sarcastic or you, you know, you have an accent or whatever, like those are things people connect with. And I think especially like this last year, we've all seen like just how important that connection piece is. Mm -hmm. And so I've really made an effort to show me on social media that it's not about how pretty can my feed look. It's about how much can I connect with my audience And like I said, a lot of my audience is moms. And so I talk a lot about the struggle of like, I have a four-year-old at home with me most days. Luckily she's at school today, but most days like she's here and that's a struggle because it's trying to balance that whole, like, okay, I need to work or I I get to work and I want to work, but I also want to spend time with her. And so talking about that and people understand they relate to that. And now all of a sudden I'm not just another name or face on social media, I am someone that they can relate to. And that builds that likability factor. Um, Again, you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. Um, You know, not everybody's going to come to your page and go, I want to be best friends with her. But the ones (laughs) that do are like, those are your people. So you have to be okay also with knowing like you're going to put yourself out there and you're going to share parts of your life with people so they can connect with you. And some people are going to walk away and that's okay but you are, you know, funneling down to the people that are going to be like your people. And so just focusing on those. Um, I do have, I have a friend that she has an online boutique and we've had a lot of conversation around like what she puts on social media. 
And because she is a very private person and she doesn't like to necessarily put pictures of like her kids and things like that on social media. And so we've had a lot of conversations around like, what, I guess, boundaries do you put in place? Mm -hmm. Um, so that people still know you and they still like you, but they, and they still feel like they're a part of you, but you can protect those things. Um, so I think people need to understand too, that you don't have to share every aspect of your life. Um, you are in control of what you share. You know, like I know people who are parents who want to share the fact that they're parents and that parenting struggle and that journey and all those things without sharing their kids' faces. And that's fine. Like, cause you can tell your story from your yeah. perspective. Right. You know, I can talk about like the, the funny things that my kids do or like the, the bedtime struggle or whatever from my perspective without putting my kids out there. Um, so you have to kind of decide like, what's a good balance. And there may be parts of like, I don't talk a lot about my husband because he's a very private person and he doesn't want to be on social media. So I talk about myself and my kids and I mention him occasionally, but I'm not putting him out on my social media all the time to respect him. So share the things you feel comfortable sharing, share, but you have to be willing to open up a little bit so that people can go, Oh, I relate to that because that's right. when they're going to, that's, what's going to keep them following you and not just scrolling past what you're putting out there. Right. Yes. I'm totally with you hundred percent on this. I actually recorded a, did a recent episode with, um, with a buddy of mine, Brett Shuford, and he was saying, there's a difference. It's similar to what you're saying. There's a difference between uh, personal and private, right? So like, you know, I think when people think if someone is hesitant, basically about sharing things about them as an actual person in their actual life on social, but they want to, but they're kind of scared. It does, like you said, it doesn't mean you have to divulge every freaking detail of your life and tell like private things or whatever you choose. Like you said, I love that. And I just want everybody to keep that in mind. Cause, cause it's so beautiful what you can do with your, with your platform online in general, when you do decide to share something, to, to yeah. connect with people. I mean, it makes all the difference in the world, all the difference in the world. Yeah, for sure. I love it so much. Well, and if you think about like who you follow on social media, I know I think like if you're creating content, sometimes we forget to look at like, what's the content that we're consuming and why are we consuming it? And when you ask yourself the question, okay, well, this is a person who I get excited when I see their Instagram feed come up or their Instagram stories. Why do I get excited? Well, because they're sharing something that you connect with. So look into like, okay, why is this person, why do I connect with them? Is it something that they're sharing? Is it something that I like can relate to in their life and use that to figure out like how you can make it fit into your brand? Because there's going to be some like there, I know there are people who are brands on Instagram that I'd scroll right past. I still follow them. I support them for whatever, you know, because I like their products or I like what they're doing, but I don't personally feel connected to them. But like, for example, yours, when your stories pop up in my feed, I get excited to watch them because now I feel like I know you and I, I like you and I trust, you know, all those things. And I'm like, oh, I want to see like, what fancy drink are you making tonight? You know, (laughs) so like, those are the things like people want to have that connection. So look at like, what are the things that you're drawn to on social media? Why are you drawn to them? And then try to infuse those same things into your social media. Right. Right. Thank you. I like to watch your stories too. Um, so, okay. So like, I'm just trying to think of a way we can help give some good practical advice to people out there. Um, let's go ahead and use Instagram as an example, since you and I use it so, so often. So say somebody wants to 
start doing this more. They haven't been doing it. They've maybe they've been using the stock photos or uh, whatever, or just like cute selfies and that's all they're doing or, you know, whatever. Um, what do you think, what do you think would be a good starting point? Like, basically, do you feel like it's just like, just go for it and just see what works and just, you don't have to be perfect. Or do you feel like they should have more intention and a plan on how to talk about, you know, those things to connect with people on a human level? Like, how do you think somebody should get started? Um, I mean, I think a lot of that depends on your personality. Yeah. Obviously, I, like I'm a very much like a jump right in and let's just figure out what ha- what works. But okay. I know a lot of people like to have a little bit more of structure and plan. Right. So I would say if you're a jump in and let's try it, then yeah, just experiment. See, like try, you know, okay, if I post this selfie with a funny caption, does it get interaction versus right. if I post this more like you know, I hired a photographer and I had a brand photo shoot and here's like a really beautiful image of me at my computer or whatever. And then like a long, like just kind of play around with it. But if you want more structure and you're thinking, okay, I need to have a plan. I need to know like what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. Then I would say like, look at however many days you're posting. Let's just say five days a week you're posting on Instagram. Okay. Then maybe you take start with two of those days, you post a personal photo and you talk about something personal to you, whether it is a behind the scenes of your business or it's about your family or it's about your dog or a hobby that you have, just something that lets people know who you are outside of what you do. Um, Because people buy from people, not from, you know, they buy based on emotion, not necessarily because you have the best, whatever it is that you're offering. It's because they are, they've bought into who you are. So start small, start with like, okay, so on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm going to share something personal, um, you know, and as far as like the, the photography of it, like you don't have to have a photographer follow you around 24 seven, you know, (laughs) there's so many ways to get great photos of you, like with your iPhone or whatever, you know, whatever you have available and buy a, a ring light off of Amazon for 25 bucks and take some cute photos and get, you know, some editing apps or whatever, if you really want to, but people are going to connect with like those real moments as opposed to like the posed ones. Right. Um, it needs to fit your brand obviously. But I think that like, if that's the fear of holding you back is like, you don't want to be on camera, which I know a lot of people don't like the idea of putting their face yep. out there. Um, you know, even like setting up a little cute space with like, and totally stage it. It doesn't have to be like actually where you do your work, but find a a little spot, set up a little table, put your laptop on it or get on your phone or whatever, and take a a picture of you like working as I did air quotes. Right. And then share that. So it doesn't have to be like a close up of your face. It's as long as people have a visual of some way to connect with you. And then in the captions, that's where you need to open up a little bit, you know, be willing to kind of like, even if you just crack the door a little bit and give like a little bit of a breadcrumb now and then, um, you know, like the fact that I started off by talking about the fact that I used to be a teacher and the feelings I had behind like wanting to be a full-time self-employed, wanting to be home with my kids more, those emotions. And then that led into talking more about, okay, now that I work from home and I've got this little one with me, you know, talking about those things. And then it just kind of has opened up from there. And now I'm kind of an open book about anything, but I didn't start that way. And I think that's in business in general, a key to remember is that like, you don't necessarily start with what you see everybody else doing, start small, make those little baby steps, have a plan if you need to, or you want to, and then just kind of 
see how things go, you know, experiment. Right. Don't be afraid to get in there and be like, okay, well, that one didn't really feel super natural to me. Right. Um, so let's try this this next time and see how that goes. And then you'll kind of feel, figure out what, you know, works for you and what feels good to you. And, and that's where people are going to notice, okay, that felt natural and not forced. If you're forcing right. it, people are going to know you're forcing it and they're not going to feel like they're connecting to it. So just be you. I mean, I know that sounds cheesy. You do you boo, but you know, like, <laughs> <It's true. laughs> but um, it's so true. <laughs> it is so true. Well, and you know, I think about like, um, I think about my dad a lot in, in a lot of business conversations, because he's a small business owner still is to this day. He started it whenever I was two and I started working there when I was a teenager and I still actually contribute a little bit, um, to his business to help out. But I think about him back in the day before social media, because I think this might help give people an idea of how valuable it is to have the no like trust factor. So like we're talking about it in a sense of being online, being on social media, being in your emails and, and having pictures and videos of yourself and talking and all this, right? And, and some people, I think that haven't embraced that or haven't experienced it, have a hard time grasping the concept, right? Of like, right. I'm going to like talk about my life on, a, on my you know smartphone. <laughs> but I think about things that I saw him do, which is tons of you out there are going to know what I'm talking about. In a small business, right? In your town like you were saying actually earlier with, with the little Magnolia shop in Waco mm -hmm. and all that stuff, I would see my dad, like I, basically things would go really good. Like if, if we were talking to a customer and maybe they haven't decided to buy yet, it's an electronics business. So they haven't decided on what they're going to buy yet or whatever. When he came into the picture, like when he literally, when he came into the conversation it right there in the office and start talking to that potential customer and first of all, just showed up. So we're talking about that, just showing mm -hmm. up, right. And showing your face. So people know, Oh, there's a person behind that business. And then whenever he would get to talking and talk about his expertise, okay. That gave them confidence. Like he knows what he's doing. This is cool. And then he would have those little personal moments that we're talking about, but it was in person. Cause this is back in the day. So it would be like, maybe he would mention golf with that person or, or, mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that restaurant. That's right. I just saw you there the other day, you know, like, and it's exactly what we're talking about. So I think yep. if somebody has a hard time, time grasping the concept, because I hear that a lot. I don't know about you. It's like, oh, people don't care about my life. I don't want to talk about, blah, blah, blah. but they do. It's just that yeah. it's different than what maybe we all kind of grew up seeing and are now really seeing more on social media. You just make those little human connections. Mm -hmm. You have those little conversations and it, yeah. it, it makes a huge difference. I always say, and this may sound like a creepy comparison when I really talk <laughs> think about it, but I always think of it like a spider web. So if I'm yeah. the spider kind of spinning the web, like I'm putting out all these different sort of talking points. You know, I, I talk about like the fact that like, yeah, I was a teacher and yeah, I do photography and, um, you know, I enjoy being outdoors and I've got two kids and they're into sports and, you know, I've been married for this long. We got married on the beach in Cuba. Like I throw all these little things out there and I talk about like insecurities that I have and, and each time I put something out there, somebody is, is like, it's like catching somebody in my web. And now they're yes. kind of like, which again, I'm not trying to say like, I I'm, know what you mean, <laughs> I'm not yeah. trapping them, but you know, like it, it's, you're it's, in, it, ha -ha. Yes, <laughs> but it's almost like, I almost picture like the Spider-Man, like shooting the, the web out. And it's like, okay, they've, it's now stuck onto them. Like it's something that they can grab onto and be like, yeah. like okay, I I feel this like connecting string between us now. Right. And so 
every time you do that, just like your dad talking about the things that like, if he were to go up and start a conversation with somebody about a golf course that he loved and they were, had played golf there too, that, that person's going to remember that conversation. Exactly. People remember way more than if they're just like, Oh, this nice guy tried to sell me something, you know, like yep. it is those little personal connections right. that are the strings that hold everything together. Right. It really is. I, I, I love that we're having this conversation because I just think it's going to help so many people that, like I say, either maybe just ha- haven't embraced it yet or have been scared to, or maybe it, maybe it's overwhelming sounding like, oh, wait a minute, I have to get on here and market my business and talk about my life. And, and it just doesn't have to be that complicated. Like you're yeah. saying, you can just sprinkle in like you did you, where you got married and, da, 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 and all, that you were a teacher. It just doesn't have to be so much. I think that's one thing probably in general with online marketing is that people probably like, you know, overcomplicate things sometimes. And it can be a simple little conversation in your Instagram stories, you know? Yeah. Bada bing, bada bing. And it yeah. doesn't have to look like what everybody else looks like. I mean, like you, yeah. I think like, I know for me, like with reels, you know, like that was one thing that I was terrified. Of. I was like, I don't want to dance on screen. Like, it's just <laughs> not me, you know, like that's, yeah. that's what you do. You're good at that. I, I'm like, I'm, I'm a little more like reserved and shy and but the more I did it and the more I found a way to make it my personality and fit right. me and not try to look like everybody else, that's when I was like, okay, this feels a lot easier because I'm not trying to copy what somebody else is doing. Mm-hmm. I am trying to just be me in my own little corner of the world. Um, and then people, you know, if you put it out there, they'll find you and they'll, somebody's going to connect with it. So yeah. Right. Yeah. That's perfect. And it gets easier. It. Yeah, it gets way easier. It does. Get, do it. it really does. It all gets easier over time. Okay. Yeah. So before I let you go, I would love to ask you if you would give, I didn't really plan this question, but I'm sure you, it'll be fine. Um, <laughs> I would love for you to maybe give some words of wisdom or maybe some encouragement to somebody who's gone through what you went through with like a big tra- career transition and really essentially following your dreams or your gut, you know, and that tug that you have sometimes in your heart to do something else. Um, what words of encouragement would you offer somebody that's possibly facing that right now or wants to do that? Yeah. Um, I would say, oh, there's so much I could say. I'm trying to think like <laughs> the best thing to narrow it down to. Um, I think just trust yourself. You know, like I, I've always said that like every time I look back at my life and I had that little like voice in the back of my head or that feeling in my gut, like every time I listen to it, things worked out. It's when I fight it. And it's when I'm like, like, no, be quiet. You're not right. Like that's when like I, it's this constant kind of battle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when you like you, you have everything you need inside of you, which sound, again, this goes like, I feel like I should be putting this on a poster somewhere with like a cat or something, you know, but like you have all the things you need it. inside of you. You, you just have to trust that you can do this. And like, my husband says this all the time, because like I said, he's a very methodical, like he likes to have everything planned out and orderly and like, okay, we know what we're doing for the next five years. And I'm more of a, it'll work itself out. Let's just jump and see what happens. And he has said, he's like, every time you've jumped, it's worked out. And I was like, because I trust myself that I know that even if it gets difficult, I am going to be able to pull us through this, whatever that takes, I'm willing to do it. And I think you have to be willing to one, trust yourself, be put in the work because it's not just going to magically, like, it's not like you sit here and go, Oh, I trust myself and all these things you have to put in the work too. So you have to be willing to, um, to trust 
you know, and believe that you can do it and then get into the like weeds of it and really make it happen. Um, and yeah, I think that's the, and just, just go for it. I mean, you get one life and that's something like I, I remind myself all the time is like, okay, I don't want to look back on my life and think, oh, I really wish I had done that. I would rather yeah. say, yes. okay, I tried that and it didn't work. And we just kept moving. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I yeah. agree with you completely. What do they say? You, you usually re- only regret the things you didn't do yes. or the things you didn't try. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. I know that's going to help so many people. Thank you so much. Okay. Before I let you go, tell everybody where they can find you, where they can follow you on social, your website, your podcast, all the things. Yeah. So pretty much everything is girl means business. So podcast is on iTunes, Google play, Spotify, all the places, um, girl means business. I'm same thing on social media, Instagram, Facebook. Those are pretty much the two places I hang out online. And then my website is girlmeansbusiness.com. Um, that's kind of the home base. So you can find everything there from like free resources, uh, programs and courses, ways to work with me, the podcast links, all of that at the website. Perfect. All right, Kendra. Thank you so much, babe. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, and Clubhouse. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production. Funlovemedia.com. Bye.